What's going on, Joe? Yo, yo. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Derek D. Wild, man. We're doing another episode of Detroit Chess Killers Podcast. I'm on here with my new be- homeboy, the coolest chess player I know, Yolanda Swartz, and my brother, Joseph. Hey, what's up? What's going on? <laughs> nah. <What? laughs> like, like I said, <laughs> your interview on our podcast was the biggest one I did so far. I think it did like 100 plays in one week. And a lot awesome. of people wanted to hear more from you. Yeah. And my brother Joseph was supposed to be on there, but he couldn't because he had work. So we got him on here. Joe, the floor is yours. What's up, Come Joe? On, you, you all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just crawling out of bed. <laughs> What's going on? How are you? I'm pretty good. I can't complain. Yeah, right. the last episode did, did well. Uh, it's very interesting. Um. Mm. Like, I think it was a lot more we wanted to hear about, like, um, like the, uh, the Jorge Hasman. We wanted to hear more about him. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about with him a long time ago. He'd probably still do it. But to take him on the road, because even though he's well-known, like, we show up, he doesn't have a title. So if we show up in, like, Yugoslavia or some small club or something, we might be able to make a few dollars. <laughs> just hustling. I always thought it'd be fun to go away with Jorge and play some chess. We're very close. I've known him since he's like nine years old. Okay. And uh, yeah, that would be <coughs> fun because he, you know, people tend to look at the ratings and then they they think that uh, maybe he's not going to be so strong, even though he's got pretty high rating anyway, like 24 Fide. But some 2600 guy might just look at him as hot lunch. Right. So he's he's going to get a rude awakening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is fun. It is fun to hustle people. Yeah, because anyway. I think he was 2600 USCL. Yeah, he was. He was. And, but he's probably better than that. Like, if he really applied himself, uh-huh. he, he could have been one of the best in the country for sure. Like, as for in terms of rate. Like he could have gotten the twenty-seven fifty USCF rating if he really wanted it. Wow. Yeah. Like you said, Feingold had twenty-six ninety-one, but I think Jorge was, you know, had the potential to be better than Feingold. Hey, quite. Bomb. He, yeah. Bomb ass Feingold. <laughs> bomb ass Feingold. No, I love. I love Ben. Ben did a tremendous juggling act with a bottle, a bottle of beer. Like the best I ever saw <laughs> yeah, at some party many years ago. Anyway. Oh, you very know talented. something about Feingold? We don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah Feingold could juggle beer. He could, he could juggle bottles. Like, uh, yeah. Nah, they were, they were just, you know, tw- you know, small bottles. But, but, uh, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know he was, uh, an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, yeah, oh man. Anyway. Let me, let me ask you a question. Like, have you ever came to Detroit? I've never been to Detroit. It's one of the I cities don't... I've never been. One of the, like one of the few. Yeah. All this famous history we got YBI, Motor <laughs> City, Joe. You how you gonna skip over Detroit? I uh, know. And I love the Tigers too. Uh yeah, I would uh, I would come through Detroit. It's just, I've been to Chicago many times, but um, never never Detroit. See, Chicago is like the fake version of Detroit. 
Yeah, it's the bum version, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, My you gotta come because uh, everything is downtown now. We got the Lions downtown, the Red Wings, the Pistons, Tigers. Everything. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, right? It's coming up. They they said uh, back in the day you could get a house in Detroit for like ten dollars. You still can. Yeah, you really can. <laughs> you can. <laughs> Maybe I should show up. You come around here about fifteen thousand. You could pretty much buy. You know what I'm saying? Really? You buy your own street. Really? For that yeah. price, really? A nice place? No, nah, you have to put some money into it. Yeah, they okay. doing a lot of development over here in Detroit. Yeah, it's funny. We had an area in Brooklyn called Dumbo that, uh, like, 15, 20 years ago, maybe a little more, <coughs> something about, they, the landlords were giving away free rent. <laughs> they were giving away year leases for free. And now you can't get in there for under a million. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know it's crazy. Now let's let's get back to the chess, man. Let's get mm. back to the chess. All right, let's get into it. I've heard you heard the story about Clay Thompson being like a big chess head. Nah, I didn't know that. But I know lots of cats, lots of celebrities love love to play. I saw a, a picture with Conor McGregor this morning playing some chess. But go ahead, tell me about Clay Thompson. After that beating he took, you caught him McGregor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're sitting there with black eye, you got to heal, right? So you stay inside and play some chess. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. What would be your approach to try to entice a celebrity football player into a game of chess where you could hustle? Good question. Oh, to hustle a celebrity? Yes. Um. Well, just invite him to the club. I mean, just to... You know, run a run some kind of fundraiser, and then yeah, that's a good hustle. Tell him it's a tell him it's a fundraiser. <laughs> then you can say it's your personal fundraiser. Um, I don't know, but but uh, in general, these guys um, love to donate to causes. So you can probably throw some kind of festival. You can get a lot of celebrities coming to these chess events. Like, uh, you know, uh, RZA plays a lot of chess. Yeah. And a lot of celebrities, you know. So if you, I don't know, they do it for the kids. They usually come for the kids. But I don't think, you know, it's too obvious. The problem is that Clay Thompson probably sucks, right? I mean, he's right. probably like 1,400 or something. 15. I don't know how good he is. But so he's just not going to give you money. You know, when he see that you guys are just infinitely better than him. Right. So you'd have to approach it in a, you know, philanthropic Yeah, manner. because the, the Clay Thompson story, as I know it, um, mm. Iguodala actually plays too. And he oh. used to, like, beat on him all the time in the club. Or, I mean, not the club, but, you know, in the practice room, whatever they were playing at. Mm. So Clay got a hold of Magnus and flew him out to... Magnus was courtside at one of the games. Uh huh. So I guess he had hired him for like I don't know a couple hours or whatever it was to teach right. him uh, chess or whatever. So uh, oh yeah, it was a big oh. story about that. Oh, he's really into it. I didn't know it was like that. Yeah, he's okay. like obsessed almost. <laughs> How much you think Magnus made off that? I don't know, but I tell you right now, live on the air, 
Clay Thompson, I'll whoop your ass. <laughs> Come and bring me some money. <laughs> We're going to try to get tough with Clay. That's good. That's good. Yeah, all we got here is Tommy Hearns, and I don't think his money land like Clay. Maybe back in the 80s. Oh, no. Yeah. That guy wouldn't wanna. I wouldn't wanna mess with Tommy. <laughs> he like Tommy. Tommy up now. Yeah, just be, he's nice. He's yeah. he's a nice guy. Yeah. Well, he's Detroit, right? Yep. Yep. Detroit's finest. Now, Motor know, Motor City Cobra. Okay. Yes, sir. Now I know, like we got the Chicago Open coming up in the Midwest, and that's what I'm preparing for. And have you ever played the Chicago Open? Uh, no. Never Damn. played a Chicago Open. I pretty much only played in America. I played the World Open and the New York Open. Then they had like a Liberty Bell thing that I played a few times. And then most of the other stuff was just Manhattan Chess Club and some Marshall Chess Club. So and then uh, whatever abroad, whatever so I did. Like New York, you could make GM basically there. That's what you're saying. No. I mean, you can. Like, but... You're gonna have to be in the invitationals. I never played an invitational in New York. I played one in like a closed tournament in Hungary. I played yeah a couple of them in Hungary, and that's about it. That's about. I didn't play too much slow chess, to be honest. Looking back at my <laughs> career now, I'm like I think I have about 250 slow games. Wow. That's about. That's it. You know, the rest of it was action chess and speed chess. You know, something like that. And you made it to yeah. what, like 2,400? Yeah. I think I had a lot, like, you know, live rating, like 2,437 or something. And that's all 250 games? Wow. Yeah, something like that. But no, action chess was included in in uh, in slow <coughs> chess ratings back then, right? 30-minute games counted. I don't know if it's the same anymore. Is it the same? It's the same. They just do a rate them. Oh, okay. They rate them uh, regular and quick now. Yeah, that's not that's not right. I think rapid should be rapid, and you know, long games should be long games. Right. You know, it's totally different animal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to say you got to calculate so far in in slow games. I mean, that's the objective, but it's even harder now because the time controls are a lot faster than they used to be. Now, let's get into it. Have you ever did this? We had a player named Vesta Wilson. He in a convalescent home. Now, mm, mm-hmm. one time at a tournament, he was a better chess hustler than chess player. He's about 2150. Mm. He was at the tournament playing a live game. This is a true story. All the Kings men. Mm. And the guy walked in and wanted to play him $10 a game. And he got up from the tournament, went to the Skittles room, and was betting all day. <laughs> I love it. And when the tournament director got upset with him, he was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to make more money doing this anyway instead of all this time chasing this small money. Right. So what's your opinion on that? Well, I mean, if you have, yeah, I mean, if you just want the cash, then get up and leave. I think Roman did that too once. He had like three and a half out of four in the World Open. He withdrew from the tournament because some some kind of business happened in the Skittles room or something like that. So that's fine. If your priority is money, then you have to go get it, right? Right. I mean, yeah. there's always going to be another. There's always going to be another tournament, but you might not get a fish like that again for a while. Oh. Yeah. 
I wasn't upset, but the promoter, the organizer, was like highly upset. Mm. And might have banned him from the chess uh, club for a couple of days. But I see where you coming from. It's hard to make some money off chess, man. It, it's really hard. It really is. Like we said the first time we talked, uh, you know, 99% of your time is waiting. Mm. So when someone comes on the scene, and you never know. See, it starts at $10 a game. But right. then by the end of the night, it can be 100 so you can the- you can theoretically make a score. Yeah, you know he ain't winning the chess tournament with no twenty one fifty rating, right? Nope. Okay, so he's got to do what he has to do. So if any fish out there want to play me, come on, I'm gonna feed you, treat you nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cater yeah. bring you women. Let's just yeah. keep gambling going. It's right. The, you know, the, there's this guy in the backgammon world who isn't the greatest backgammon player but he made the most money because he wine and dine his fish my type of he yeah he would even fly them out on a private jet but they're playing big stakes you understand they're playing big stakes, a thousand dollars a point oh wow yeah maybe even more sometimes thousand dollars there was one guy who was playing i think they were playing for like a thousand a point and or two thousand a point, and with a cube, and he had he was in perpetual box versus like eight dudes. Well, so, yeah, he got everybody rich. Wait a minute, they was playing shoots at two thousand a point, something like that. Crazy, they're playing crazy, crazy backgammon. Yeah, sure, it's nothing. This guy, this guy was living in five star hotels in the penthouse, and he made everybody rich. All these guys you ever heard of in the poker world, like Gus Hansen, uh-huh. and uh, well, a very close friend of mine, and they this this dude who was the best hustler. He treated him like gold, you know. They treat him like gold. Get him, you know, the lobster dinner and the private jet and the limo to pick him up. And skill level, he was pretty good. Like uh, I would say. A twenty three hundred, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but but his hustling skills were like thirty five hundred. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So have, have you heard of like backs and sheets? Yeah, they're my boys. Oh, you know them personally? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, sheets is a great story. I taught him how to play poker in a cab ride on the way to the tournament, <laughs> and he fi- and, and he final tabled the tournament. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, he's like the smartest cat in the world. And Bax and him were partners. And and they had me and half my action in in the uh, World Series. Uh, so, I'm ve- yeah, I go ba- way back with Sheets. And in fact, Sheets used to play me uh, chess on the street. He was one of the, the guys that came and played me every day. Wait a minute. He was trying. Yeah. Sheets plays chess? Yeah, Sheets plays chess. She's she's was an expert. Seriously? Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, Derek, you you're not understanding. Sheiks and backs are like they're big time. Like, <laughs> I yeah, he was she's... a chess expert. Oh yeah, he played me every day. He used to come out and play me, and then he was a horse. He's like a horse grandmaster. So we used to go play horses and. And, uh, you know, when, it's, when the slow time hit the park at Bryant Park, right, I played all the guys, all the businessmen for lunch. And then 
it was die down when everybody went back to work and we would maybe dip dip over and place a few bets on the ponies <laughs> and cheats is a, a very old dear friend of mine oh wow yeah 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 he's 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 awesome or something I don't know. He became expert in two years, man. Like two years, he was expert strength. Oh wow! Yeah. Now, do you have you heard of Lamille Mack, Yolanda? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the he's one of the best shit talkers in the world. <laughs> That's my homeboy. <laughs> I I love him too. He said. He was playing somebody, and he said, <laughs> "He said, he said, you know, like, like, he said, you know, I really respect you." He was playing this guy. Say, I really respect you. And five minutes later, he was telling him to go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the funniest shit I ever saw. Yeah, because oh my god, after we did our podcast, he's actually gonna come on the next one. He said he got a real funny story about how y'all uh, met. So, oh wow! So I want to know what that was, or do you? I don't remember? even know. I don't even know. I don't remember. I don't know. But you said, wow! You said he where was it? I wonder where it was. <laughs> <laughs> I met so many people, and I have no idea who they are. Like half of them, I know Lamel, because um, he's you know he's spicy meatball. But <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know where I met Lamel. Man, so are you saying Lamel is food? <laughs> no, I'm not trying to play anybody anymore. Like I'm, I, I don't even play when I'm playing online or stuff. I'm watching TV. I'm watching TV when I'm playing chess okay, now. I'm, I'm in the movie theater. I play. You're lying. Yeah. So when I when, when I first met you, we played on Chess.com. You beat me like thirty five to one. You was watching Mash or something. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> It wasn't 35 to 1. It was 17 and a half to a half. Oh, wow. But, but I was, I was focusing. Man. I was focusing on that, on that, on that time. But sometimes I'm not. Like, sometimes I'm just, I don't care. Like, I'm in the bathroom or, I'm, you know, it, well, yeah, in the movies, in the, in the taxi, you know, looking out the window, talking to some other people. Yeah, Chess, Chess and me now, we have a funny relationship. Like, I only, will really get into it if I have a tournament like abroad like if I'm traveling to France or somewhere to try to play to try to get a norm or something I will I will concentrate and prepare um but that that that's about it so you almost quit chest bad as he whooped on my ass bro (laughs) Only uh-huh. stuff me. I still got the bruises and stuff on me. And he beat me playing the Alicon, man. That was hurting. The Alicon's good, especially in one minute. I mean, if you know the plans, if you know the plan, like most people play the white side of the Alicon, and they know they're supposed to get a reasonable game, but they don't really study it that deep. And if you look at like Lev Albert, he won many games with the Alicon. Many, many games. It's just. So much of it is preparation, man. Like, you go deep. Like, today, Magnus smoked Peter Spieler. Did you see the game this morning? No, I didn't see the game. I didn't see the oh, game. Oh, dude. He just played this move, King H8. And poor Peter Spieler's bishop was down on A2. Mm-hmm. And, like, he put his king on H8. 
and he played f5 and his bishop was a non-piece so he probably looked at this i mean i know he looked at it he had it all prepared his home home cooking and the poor peter spieler just got a horrible game i mean it was probably okay he made a couple of mistakes he was probably okay it's just you know it was equal but then it was kind of an easier position to play for black probably and he just roasted him must be nice it's preparation it's deep preparation understand you got to go like you got to have things where you understand the structure leading into the end games right and we talked about roman's videos before, in the first episode and that's what he's so good at like he under he he explains how to transition from the openings into these structures you're going to get later on mm. and then you know so it's it's very deep stuff Wow. Yeah, I'm actually looking yeah. at the game. He made it him with some pawns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He let him checkmate him. You know, Peter's a really nice guy. So he, he, you know, he's one of the nicest GMs in the in the world. So yeah, he's got a sense of humor. Also, yeah. also after your podcast, I got a message from what's his name, Ginger GM. Yeah, Ginger, yeah. Simon Williams, soft My boy, yes, yeah, my boy. Yeah, how you feel about him getting his ass beat up all and down the board by Ben Feingold in that match? Come on, man, he doesn't care. Like, you know, Simon, Simon's a, a you know, a tactical, wily character, you know. He he's also likes to party. Right. So, he, he's a party animal, you know what I mean? But his feet chest isn't his. We played, when he was in IM, we played in Iceland. And I think I got the, a little bit the better of him, but he he really improved a lot since then. But he's a fucking monster. But he he's a slow he's a slow chess player. Okay. You see some of his slow games and the way he explains shit. You see how deep Simon you know calculates. Simon's a calculator. Okay. And those guys usually have trouble with blitz. By the way, right. the ones that calculate super deep. Now I got another question. Top five IMGMs, FIDE Masters, that party, that you the party with all the time. You be like, I ain't partying with them no more. No more. <laughs> yeah, who can hang? Uh, who could hang? Now you ain't party with us yet. So. No, I I know you guys have, you know, I'll be I'll be toast with you guys. <laughs> I'll be toast with you guys. You know, but like party animal. Okay, so Simon. Mm -hmm. Okay, Lawrence Trent. Those two are legends. Mm -hmm. They party. Like, right, you got forget forget party about Lawrence. Lawrence. Oh, Ben. Ben. Christensen used to drink. Like, was a good drinker. Hey, it was lots who? of fun. Larry. Oh, don't talk about Larry to me. Uh, what Larry okay. Christian told you, Joe? <laughs> what did he tell <laughs> what you, he say? What did he say? He told me I'd never be a master. Oh, boy. He right. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking that shit. Yeah. He 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 liked to make snide comments. He used to tell everybody that they that they uh, were. What do you say? He said, "You're you're better than your rating." He used to say, <laughs> "You're better than your rating." Oh. He would say that to everybody, you know, because there's like low ratings, and he's just making fun of people. Fedorowitz is another good one. He he's a great, you know, he's a great drinker. He used to go to the bar and 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 hang out at the bar. Um, Jay Bonin, of course. You know, ain't he like ninety something? 
Jay Bonin's got more tournament games than everybody put together. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah, he's he, oh yeah, he's a, he's he's deep, he's deep. But he may be even better at drinking. <laughs> <laughs> he's like twenty seven fifty at drinking. <laughs> no, for real, that guy he he could drink. But I never really party with Jay, but I see him at the pub a couple times through the years. Now I got a question. And, Another mm-hmm. question. Do chess players, do you believe some chess players play better when they're under the influence, alcohol or hot? It's, it's, it depends what format. Because, yeah, in speed, like, you can play good uh, liquored up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, short time control. But the problem with liquor and drugs in general is if you have to go long time control, you may be feeling good for the first couple of hours, but when that end game hits you in the fifth or sixth hour, right, you're you ready to pass out. Like you crash. You understand? That's the way liquor works. So, have you ever party with Timor, the crazy GM that do all that crazy? Yeah, stuff? yeah. Oh, yeah. Timor, Timor can dance. You see Timor in the club, and the girls love Timor. He got rhythm. Oh, he got rhythm. Yeah, he got black back- rhythm or white boy rhythm. <laughs> He's, he's not bad. He's not bad. He's not bad. Wow. You no. Know? I mean, you wouldn't see him on Soul Train, but you, you know, but he, he ain't bad either. No, you can shake him. Some of these people can shake it up. You'd be surprised. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, you would. Um, but most of the time, you don't hang with these characters after the tournament's over, right? Right. Right. They generally, you, you part ways, you have your little conversation at the tournament over the board or in the Skittles room and everybody moves on you know very we we don't know much about each other right you know so you got any party stories you want to tell with some of these you know players parties yes party stories oh we used to have a cool chess party on uh, 121st street there's this guy uncle ed and me and my boy tony and bunch of guys bunch of guys we used to go up there and, and beam up and drink brandy <laughs> and just play music we had this guy scott we call him scott excuse me scott larock mm-hmm. he used to play he used to play because all the music back then was really hot wait a minute i hear famous dj nah well we no he was famous but we called him it wasn't him oh okay. we just called him we just called him scott larock because he used to spin records while we played chess all night Oh, okay. We play Rise and Fly, you know, mm-hmm. from from like seven at night till the morning, till the sun come up, and we had nights like that all the time. You know what it is, right? Yeah, all exactly. night long. Yeah, yeah, that's super fun. I haven't done that in forever. Now I got another question. I know you saw mm-hmm. the movie Fresh, right? Mm-hmm. Why do every time I talk to you now, I can see you being the Samuel Jackson role? If you put him on the clock, <laughs> I can't say Put the, can put the show on speed. That. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the role right there. <laughs> you ain't never oh, like that. man. I can play that role. Yeah, and I'm living in a trailer. That's where I see my <laughs> That's where it's headed. Yeah, that, that should have been you. Yeah, with six six games in the trailer. Yeah, you, 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 you probably could have got an Oscar for that role. And yeah, I should have been a consultant on that role. No, he yeah. played that very well. That was awesome. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. No, I love that character. We always quote that. 
I mean, my, and sheets actually. We always, we always send that clip to each other. Put the show on speed. I'll chew his ass up. Exactly. <laughs> chew it right up. Exactly. Really, exactly. I can see you doing that. Yeah. I got another question. Did you like that movie overall? Did you yeah, like yeah. That movie? I, I liked the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty good movie. Was, yeah, I, I I liked the movie because I could relate to it outside of chess too. I can relate. Mm-hmm. So. To me, it's one of the best chess movies that I've saw. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Did you see Dangerous Moves? Did you see Dangerous Moves? Dangerous no, Moves. Never, Did you see that one? No, I've never even heard of that movie. Don't have that's, a foreign, that's a foreign film. I think it won an award for Best Picture, actually, for Best Foreign Film. Dangerous Moves? Dangerous Moves. Yeah, you check that one out. <coughs> I'm, I'm putting this in my phone right now. Dangerous yeah. Moves. Yeah, dangerous moves. Now, if you could write a movie about yourself, who would you get to play mm. you? Your character. You. You. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's a tough question. Who? Uh, for me? Who mm. would I get? Who would I get to play me? I don't know. That's that's a tough one. Don't do that, the Tony that, McGuire, though. Cause he, no, 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 no. Bobby no. Fisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking mm. Keeper Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Huh. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, he's cool. He's nah, cool. I don't know. I, I, Can he play the street type, though? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, maybe, yeah, I don't know if he ever played that. Maybe he play the street type. Uh, no, nah, I can't see him. Someone a little bit more bohemian. Someone oh, more you know what? Uh, what's the guy? Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, but he's too famous. I mean, it's got to be a little more low key than that. I can't have Robert Downey. I'm not that. I'm not that strong. I'm not that strong. <laughs> I'm just going off of personality. Okay. Um, this is something nah. to think about, man. Who who would play you? Who you cast to be the lead role in your autobiography movie? Well. Uh, let's see. Who's who's more of a hippie? Like a hippie, funky hippie. Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Cheech Marin. Cheech Marin. Yeah, that'd be real. That'd be cool. If they were a bit younger, that Chong would be a good choice. I like Chong. I have no idea. That is that is just... I would really have to think and, about oh, that. Oh, here's another. Who would play love interest? Love interest? Who oh, would play the love interest? Yep. Mm. You said need alone. Me along, <laughs> me along. <laughs> yeah, I like me along. Can't cry. Nah, maybe. No, no, no. That's too big for me. I can't. <laughs> now, Jan. I can, yeah. Have you heard of Chris Gardner? No. You seen the movie Pursuit of Happiness? <clears throat> um, what's it called? Oh, Pursuit, Pursuit of Happy. Happiness. Will Pursuit Smith of Happiness. Movie. I never saw it. Never saw it. Okay, Chris Gardner. That's the guy that Will Smith played. Oh, okay. So, I, I don't think it's out of the line of having anybody play you. I, I think it's more so based on the story. Mm-hmm. You can't have no black dude yeah. play your line, man. What is wrong? I ain't say having Will. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> that's going to mess everybody up. No, that's okay. That was the thing, but you going it's to It's okay. I get, listen, I get, bring Gary Coleman back to life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put no, Gary Coleman. No, I'm saying you, you can do it, but imagine you going up there to get your Academy Award and all that other stuff. A black yeah. guy play, you come out. Oh yeah, Terrence Howard. 
He's been biting my look, by the way, all these years. <laughs> I'm serious. Terrence Howard's biting my look for like the last 20 years. It's not Phil right. Uh, when I see him, I'm going to tell him, yeah, you know, you know who he is. <laughs> yeah. It's not right. Oh shit. <laughs> oh Lord. I'm just saying we just keep her. I think you should work on that, man. Your movie, man. I think it'll be mm. a box office smash. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe so. And you throw darts good, right? Yeah. I used to play darts. But no, I mean, this was all 20 years ago. You got to understand when I was 2400 player, I was 26. I was like 26, 27. You know, I was like playing strong, probably up until about 35, 40. But I'm almost damn near 50. You know, you actually do. You do lose a step. I got to be honest. I could feel the patches in my memory just starting to fade out. <laughs> it's really true. It's not a joke. Everybody thinks it's a joke. But when you hit a certain age, your calculation starts to, it, it becomes harder. It really does. You don't, you miss the tactics. Like you may, you gain in positional knowledge. Like my positional play is much better than it was when I was younger. Because I, I just like, I'm much more patient. And right. I, you know, I've seen so much shit. But your tactics start to kind of peter out. They fade out a little bit. So do you think that would happen with Kaspar? Yeah. I mean, it happens with all of them, especially a guy like Kaspar, because he his thing was calculation, right? I mean, he could see so deep, deeper than the other, the other guys. In the most tactical line, he would just destroy them, right? Mm-hmm. What Short called him an eight-headed monster or something. Right. But then when when he starts missing shit, it's very is very frustrating for him because his, his that's his style. So he didn't feel he, he didn't feel comfortable anymore. I don't think that's going to happen to Magnus for a long time because even though he's wicked sharp, mm-hmm. he plays like this anaconda style. Like he can do everything. He's very versatile, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And he sort of strikes me more as a kind of surround and creep in on you mm-hmm. you know and just get you in the spider web and then and then maul you to death I, I think he's the sneakiest player I've ever seen he is sneaky he's a like sneaky the, bastard oh, do you remember the last match of the uh, the world championship match I mean the last yeah match. when he hit him with queen h6 you mean that one or in the Karyakin uh, uh, no the uh, the Kiriana one where he drew where he was clearly kind of better um. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When he got the uh, yeah, where he had attack going. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he gave him a draw. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, watching yeah, yeah. the chess bras stream of that match. Yeah. He had set up this wicked ass. It was like a making twelve puzzle. Mm-hmm. And the chess bras, it was Eric Hansen and um Aaron Amonson or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Hamilton. And they were sitting yeah. there wondering what he's doing. It took them like 10, 15 minutes to figure out the mate, the mate 12. And it was two GMs talking to each other. What is it? Yeah. Right. But he's wicked. He's like sneaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of creeps up on you. And then and then you, you don't realize it. And you, 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 your foot is gone. Yeah, he's, in, he's incredible. He's incredible. But it was weird that he didn't play that out. But like he explained it. He explained it. He just wanted to get to rap it. He knew. He knew that uh, 
Fabiano had no chance against him in faster controls. Now, do you think he did Fabiano a favor by giving him a draw? No. No, he won. I mean, he'd, it, listen, if there was no tie breaks, he would have played, of course. Of course, he would have just played that and won. He would have just played it out, but he was comfort. He was comfortable. Right. He was comfortable. That's why this format, like, they, they, they increased it. I think it should be more games. I, I mean, back in the day, it was like 24 games. Right. You know, everything sped up, which, which now there's this big argument going on about players from the past versus players from the present. And I am, I am a believer in the old school. Because simply because even though the knowledge has grown, the amount of time they think in games has shrunk. You understand? Like those cats used to play 24 round tournaments with huge time controls, nine hours, games would be nine and 10 hours with a Germans. And they didn't have any help. So they had to go home and work it all out themselves. Right? Right. So how really it comes down to what is chess truly about? Is it a, you know, when you think about it, if you had to play a slow game and you, you just said, all right, I'm going to do like seven days, seven days a move. Right. Right. And, and two GMs take like seven days a move. That game's going to be extraordinary. It's going to be a whole nother level. So the speed takes away from the depth. Right. Just like if you stare at the moon every night, let's say for a few for a few nights, you're gonna have like some wicked perceptions of the moon. But if you're out there for a month and a half and you start to feel the gravity of the moon, you're staring and you notice some craters, you know, you might turn into a right. werewolf eventually. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna get exactly. some real insight into it. The more you look at things, the more insight you get. So all this topical surface level stuff with the speed doesn't seem to like I don't know I take for me if I put like prime prime Bronstein in the Sinkfield Cup I make him the favorite wow yeah for me I feel like Karpov in his prime was much better than well not much better but better better than these other guys maybe not maybe not Magnus I said this before I said Karpov would have beat Fisher Everybody yeah. want to beat on my ass. Mm. So, but that's the point: is that these old cats that had to do everything by hand, they did everything by hand. How like how much of an edge would Nakamura? You have Vasily Smyslov, and you have Nakamura, mm-hmm. and you have to bet your house on the match. Are you really going to be safe? Are you going to feel comfortable betting on Nakamura in that match? Nope. So you I feel, wouldn't either. You feel as though. GMs of nowadays, it's just more about they have the knowledge and they have access to all this information. So it's a lot of memory. Now we see Nakamura calculate when he's doing these puzzles, right? He's a phenomenal calculator. Mm-hmm. But how how much deeper do you really think he's deeper than some of these old cats? I mean, why? Like people talk about these crazy gaps in like human evolution, like like there's this huge jump between 2019 and like 1960. That's not how human. That's not how humanity works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it just did. I just don't believe it personally. Now I'm a believer. If you get what's the name for Strozier, mm-hmm. if you give him an engine, and this time the way he was so positionally, he probably mm-hmm. world champion. But 
You like Petrosian the best? I don't like him as best, but I, I can relate to his style. He like, to me, the Mayweather Jets, the way he played Jets. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't feel confident betting on, you know, the. you give me Caruana versus Petrosian? I don't know who's winning that match. I don't know why why they why chess is not magic. You have to make the moves. Right. It is not magic. You know you're not. There's like oh you, people say oh no, Carwan just blow him out. How? How? <laughs> why? Joe. I don't get it. I mean I feel kind of the same way. I feel players these days. It's more about prep than actual ability to play chess. A lot of preparation, yep. Tons of prep. They're awesome with the prep. You know, I love Anand. I, you know, Anand to me, he's, he's been the second best player in the world forever. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably, maybe he's, maybe he's finally simmering down. But, yeah, I put Capablanca versus Anand in a match. I'm not sure who's winning that match. You give Capablanca a little bit of time. So who do you think is the strongest, in your opinion, of all time? Eh, Kasparov, I guess. Kasparov. <laughs> Fisher or Kasparov. Carlson's catching up. He just hasn't done it long enough yet. But if he continues like this, he's going to take He's gonna take first place. He's going to take over. Another five years of this, and we can, we can say that he's number one. But Kasparov did it for so long. You have to understand. And he dominated um, the lower-rated players better than Carlson. So, guys, like for Kasparov, a 2650 was just hot lunch. He ran through 2650s like butter. And Magnus, it's a little harder for him because his style, he likes to play a slow style. And Kasparov would just roast you. Right. Totally different. Right. Okay. Yeah. Learn some new. Uh... I'm not sure. I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong. But I, I mean, it just feels like chess shouldn't be magic like that. It, it, they're just gonna blow Capablanca off the board. What? I just don't get it. Anyway. Yeah, I think Kas- Kasparov. He just calculated better than everybody. Like, and his calculations were simple. Like, I remember seeing a video where he said, "It's simple. I have five pieces attacking. He has three defended. I'm going to give up some material." Right. It right. wasn't really looking at the lines. He just literally said the numbers. I have the numbers, so I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> That's funny. I never thought I saw that video too, and it was fascinating. He's like, "Yeah, just so what if it's a pawn and not a bishop? This guy, I got five of these things over here. Yep, he broke it down. He broke it down weird. Yeah, and I never thought of it that way. And Me it made neither. A lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. You just kind of break the board, split the board, and be like, okay, all these pieces are on this side of the board. And like break it off into sectors. That's something I never, I never really did either. Yeah, me either. I mean, you know, you know, you could tell if some guys' pieces are a little bit too offside. But I never really structured it the way the way he explained it. Exactly. Like my whole, like when I was coming up, my whole attacking thing, my thing was, I'm gonna play f4. I'm gonna put a rook on f3 and move it to g3 and h3 to try to make the gap. That was my whole line. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) rovers. Yeah, that was my whole line of thinking. But then when I seen the Casper video, and it's, it's literally strength of numbers, and he broke it down well. So that's right. why he's Casper, in my opinion. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, who's the best player in Detroit nowadays? It's Joseph Gatson. It's Joseph Gatson. Jake Gatson's taking over. Detroit or Michigan? I mean, the state. The city oh, of Detroit. Oh, in the state? Well, let's say Detroit. Shit. Jim? Jimmy? Jimmy or Josh? Yeah, Jimmy and Josh. Um, Jimmy and Josh. Yeah. They play yeah. against each other sometimes? They played the Motor City Open. Uh, Josh beat Jimmy on the uh, should have been a draw, but Jimmy tried to force a win. Mm. But I'm I'm like top ten in the city though, you learn. Just want to let you know. I'm like yeah, top yeah, yeah. You're getting better and better. Yeah, I'm hopefully, top. hopefully you take it down in Chicago. Yeah, that's the plan to get the five thousand. Hopefully, uh, <clears throat> don't give it back to him after I win. Yeah. Now you're traveling back into enemy territory. Are you gonna have any match uh kind of matches, blitz matches with the Chicago guys? Watch this. I'll play any of them bums long as they put up the money all in my hands. I ain't running from them. I like free money. I feel like I'll beat Daniel Jones in the blitz match. Ooh. Daniel's pretty he's pretty tough. Okay, that was me. I've been trying my life. Try him, try him. All right. But he's high. He has a higher rating. Like, isn't he 2150 or 70 or something, USCF? Yeah, he's like 2160. He ain't got yeah. a national master. I know you said that. <laughs> <laughs> you made popping jump, popping shit with Daniel X Jones. No, I, listen, my thing is, like, like, I play anybody. As long as they bet right. and I feel like confident, I feel like me, I play anybody in Blitz. Mm. Probably about twenty two fifty and under, and have a good chance. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, I ain't going to look for Gopal or nobody. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't look for Gopal. Or you know, no, what I'm no, saying? and uh, who else they got out there? Probably William Armill, but anybody twenty two fifty and under, oh, I'll rumble with them. Right. And bet mm-hmm. with them. Sure. But I don't want to go to Chicago. Then, like you said, man, they put a wig on GoPal or something. Then say, oh, this guy is Then hustle. No, I ain't going for that. Uh, GoPal. Yeah, but GoPal is the guy. Yeah, is GoPal time. really good? Is GoPal really, really good? Yeah, he's... Well, I haven't saw a lot of them, but he, he's phenomenal from what I saw. He came Go, down to... GoPal no. is the real deal. Yes. GoPal is the real deal. I wonder if Jorge could give him 5-2. Hmm, that's interesting. Maybe five. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, hmm. What is he? What, what is uh, what is his what is his rating? Like, go for his bliss rating is like twenty five hundred. Okay. Yeah. But I think that's he's good. like he he's been as high as like twenty eight hundred on on chess dot com. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh-huh. funky. Oh, you know Eugene, you're not. Yeah, I know that name sounds real for me. Yeah, yeah I know him and his friend, they party good too. I was thinking that Eugene's a good party girl. <laughs> uh, I'm forgetting the guy's name. He's really, oh, Gulamali, Kasim. Now, oh. I was thinking uh, I was thinking about Kazim versus Gopal. And oh, wow. I don't know if you know Kazim, but Kazim's bad. Kazim's pretty badass. Kazim's yeah. from California, right? I think he's from Georgia. Yeah, that's a Oh, Georgia, was, yeah. He was the one going to the Nationals when you were there. Yeah, that's uh, the guy that came up with me. Yeah, because Kazin, yeah, because <laughs> I don't know. I might yeah. Take, I might take Kazin. I don't know. Kazin, I mean, Kazin was sick. Yeah, Kazin's really, really good. I don't know. Go Paul versus Yakov. I'm betting with Yakov. 
Yeah, you gotta, you, of course. That's you what they want to see. Off. That's what Nathan got hyping up on the seat. Oh, really? Yeah, let me go ahead and get that nah, money. I don't think so. You don't think I so? I don't think, you know, Yakov's, Yakov's, uh, Yakov's probably too good for him. They, now, they did have Gopal versus Carlos Mena. Is that right? Mm. But it fell through. Oh, it fell through. Now, who would have won that? I don't know. Don't know Carlos Mena. Right. I don't know. I don't know him. I mean, I, he's a FIDE master, right? Uh, I don't know him, but I think so. Yes, sir. Yeah. There's a lot of space in the FIDE master category. Right. Like between... You know, a 2300 and a 2500, and they still have the same title. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's tough to say. I bumped into some FIDE masters in Spain that were real strong. They had 2400 FIDE ratings. They just didn't get all their, they didn't get their uh, norms, all their norms yet. You now, know what I mean? I mean, Sir Scott, this just pops up on the phone. You from New York, right? Yeah. Who the best rapper from New York? Best rapper from New York. Yeah. Eric uh, Rakim. Rakim? Yeah. Jay-Z. Biggie. Rakim. Rakim. Rakim, 100%. I think Rakim's the best of all time, period. Nas? Better than Nas. Derek. I don't... Derek. Come on. I listen to Rakim. I'm just saying. No, Derek, if you talk to a lot of New York people, a lot of them gonna say Rakim. Yeah. It's definitely rock him. So your, your New York top five here? I don't know. I guess. I couldn't <laughs> go top five. I could tell you, well, who else is good? With the, with the Brooklyn guys, um, yeah, I liked, uh, what's it called? Wu-Tang. Yep, they gangster to the core. Right. And who else? Well, Nas. Mm-hmm. I guess Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? About I really don't know. Oh, LL. <laughs> I like LL. He's from Queens. Now, and I'm gonna tell you the story. We when we drive to Chicago, we always had this debate. Are you a DMX mm. fan? Mm, I like DMX. It's okay. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, my, I like DMX. Yeah. My friend Cameron Tolliver believes mm. Ludacris is better than DMX. And oh, we had man. Yeah, this argument all the time. Uh, Can't disrespect DMX like you that. You know what? I'm not no. going to say he's better than DMX, but I think they're on the same level. Ludacris, Hell no, nah, man. Ludacris DMX is sick. better than Ludacris, bro. Ludacris is sick, man. Dark as hell, hell is hot. Flesh is my flesh. Come on, bro. What these man. bitches want? Luda got some sick CD. Trust me, man. Listen, listen to Ludaversal. You're lying. I just lost a friend today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you guys. You'll get through it. You'll get. You're, you're gonna pull through this. You'll pull listen, through it. DMX bars are stronger, but Ludacris, Ludacris makes good music. Like he makes some good music. Okay, let me ask you a question. You going through something? Who you throwing in the car? The trunk? I mean the radio. DMX or Ludacris? I'm like throwing Ludacris. Man, hell no. <laughs> hell no. Oh man. They two different styles. It's like. DMX is like aggressive. Yeah, isn't DMX a bit too hard to listen to for any length of time? <laughs> right, like, right. like, isn't Ludacris like a lot smoother? 
Exactly. Like if I'm if I'm about to go rob a bank, I'm gonna have on DMX. <laughs> Right. If I'm about to if, go with you, right. 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 You need to get. If you're gonna play D, if you're gonna play DXJ, you're gonna get, listen to DMX. Exactly. <laughs> uh, right. to get souped up. Now I'm listening to Eight Bar MJG. Stick them up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, you know my Eight Bar MJG. Yeah, I know. Oh. My- I listened to a lot of rap back Joe, in the day. Joe, yeah. did you hear this? He said, listen to 8 Bar MJG. I, I'm hearing it. Pimp Hart. I don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Now, are are you, do you I like Yin I like Yang Twins. Yeah, I like Yin Yang Twins, too. Make good yeah. strip club music. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Now, what about battle good. rap? It was a big battle last night. Hmm. Are you familiar with the New York Battlers? No. No. Okay. No. Man, we got loaded looks playing chess. Hmm. Well, you gotta get some of these rappers on the chessboard. You know, so many. No. Send bro, out bro. some. Send out some some requests. Brooklyn Jerry actually knows one of the uh, loaded looks. He actually showed us a video. Oh yeah, Jerry yeah. knows everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed <laughs> to give him five or two when I go down there. What? You're gonna give Jerry five to good luck with that. No, hell no, not Jerry. Loaded luck. <laughs> no, okay. Okay. <laughs> you try to give Jerry five too. That's funny. Hell no. He he's he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's funny. He's like the nicest. He's like one of my favorite people that I met recently. I, I haven't known Jerry for a long time, but he's he he uh yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to take Jerry's money. No, let's put it that Jerry, way. Jerry's good people's man. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry's good. He's he's good. Is there anybody that you want to beat on specifically? Daniel Jones. You want Daniel Jones? Everybody wants Daniel Jones. It's not. He talks that. He talks good it's shit. Not, yeah, he? it's not a personal thing with us, but he's the vocal point of that group, and we're rivals. Right. So. Our target, all right, especially yes, after he true. beat Jimmy in that match so long. And see, my thing oh. is, I'm not mm. calling him guy. First of all, I'm taller than <laughs> so that eliminates all this right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you're going after the head of the snake, huh? And also, I mean, Dreeton is another one. I want to beat on Dreeton, yeah, Dreeton. Yeah, Dreeton talks uh, oh, talks yeah, some he, smack. Dreeton yeah. went in on Joe. Dreeton called me straight garbage can trash one day. <laughs> oh, no. No, he said you no. garbage truck juice. He told me that the Albanian players are like lo- like 1,500 points higher than their rating. <laughs> he said they were like, you don't even know. He said Albanian in Albania, our, our 2,000 players are like 2,400. Wow, Dream crazy man. He crazy. Yeah, he's man. a little bit crazy. Yeah, well, let's see, let's see if he can maintain his twenty two hundred rating. <laughs> yeah, I think somebody put a cut on this blow that he takes. Somebody definitely, but but you know you know you know who's cool. Who? Donahue. Donahue. I like oh, yeah. Don. Yeah, Tim is Tim is the coolest. Yeah. I've never seen anybody so so calm at the chessboard. You notice how calm he is? It's like nothing phases this man. Nothing at all. Me and Derek both Nothing. played him in our match. Uh huh. I when I played, it felt like he just kept. It's like he was pulling pieces from the other board, putting on the board, beat me. Oh wow! 
<laughs> Damn, he's playing bug house on you. That's how I feel. Oh man, Tim that beat me so many games down a piece. I, I can't even count. I, I don't know if he wow. got some type of psychological advantage on me or something, but mm. I just I can't I can't win against him. And I heard mm. food too pretty good. Oh, he does. Yeah. yeah, a lot of these guys do many things pretty well when it comes to games. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but <laughs> he seems to be the most talented of the group, actually. Tim? Yeah, I think so. I think I, from what I've seen, I think he's definitely the most talented. No, Remy said he could hoop. Remy, Remy balls. Remy said he could hoop. He always challenges the ball. In the back. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. And Joseph used to be an R and B singer back in the day. You know. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to nothing this dude said. <laughs> <laughs> Are we gonna see you on America's Got Talent, Joe? Definitely not. I have no talent. The group, okay. The know. voice? No, not no. The voice, no. None of no. no. Okay. Yeah, I'll be at the tournament trying to max. So horn is my talent. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So your rating's high on that, on that, on that scale, huh? Yeah, I'm okay. at my floor now. You know, 2400. I'm on my floor. I'm 2600, <laughs> but I'm, yeah. I'm at my floor. Now, this is this is crazy. Joe, tell mm-hmm. the story about when you played chess at Barnett House all day. What his wife said. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I was the. I think I was a senior in high school at the time. Mm. So we was at the club. The club closes at two. They kicked us out. We go to my coach house. So it's a few of us. We just sitting in the kitchen playing all night. So uh, mm. she wakes up. She's getting ready for work, and then like you know she she pulled Barnett aside and they had a little conversation. And she went to work to work, work whatever. So Barnett was like, "Man, I'm glad y'all stayed." I'm like, "What you mean?" He was like, "All these years we've been married, she ain't believe I'd be playing chess all night." <laughs> <laughs> she was yeah. happy to see y'all little ugly asses in the morning. <laughs> wow. Wow, she didn't believe it all these years. All them years, she don't believe wow. I used to be a chess player to be up all night playing chess, and I understand it. Like it doesn't make sense. It, it's true. It's an addiction. I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't. I never really tried to figure it out either. Like, ah oh man, I mean, all night long for weeks and I, months. And I had to. Oh. I had to think about it another way. I thought about it. As, what if I was married? Mm. And you know, I come home from work. My wife not here. I go to sleep, wake up. She walking in the house talking about I was playing Uno with my home with her. <laughs> I look at her like she was crazy as hell. <laughs> no, she can't say Uno. It gotta be see. Women can't do what men do. But that's what I'm saying. It's just a game. At the end of the day, I wonder about that. I wonder if there are women who just get together and play chess all night long. Nope, because you can't get a group of women together. They're going to get into it. So <laughs> You know that, Yolanda. It's, That's not true. No, 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 no. We got we got uh, Adia. You know Adia from New York? Adia Onyango? Yes, I, I think her. that's how you're permanent. Okay, so she has a group with uh, another, um, I forget some of their names, but they get together and they're very serious. They have their study group. And I don't know how many of them hang out, but... I, I, I mean, they do study and hang out and play Blitz and stuff, but I don't know if they do it all night with 40s <laughs> like we used to do and smoke weed. I don't know if they do that. I mean, if I they know. do it all night with 40s, they need to call us when we down there. I'm telling you. I'm going to tell you this, Yolanda. You may have to call and check on me after Chicago. 
Why are you gonna have a pile of money? Why? That's what are we gonna do? That's the plan. And we we stand in the Airbnb. Okay. You have to make mm. sure I'm still gonna be here on the planet Earth. Wow. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna party the money up? Is that what you're saying? What are you gonna do? You're lying. Anything. You're lying. <laughs> I know this guy. He's gonna. I'm telling you, he's gonna win the money. And it's gonna be gone. He's gonna be gone the next day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't listen to Derek. Derek never drunk or smoked anything his entire life. Okay. He, I don't know where he gets this. He about to party out. His he already. Mind. I think uh-huh. he's about to get him a Capri Sun and a. Oh. But see, I don't smoke and drink something. No, so I don't mm. smoke and drink because I'm a hustler, so I try to keep my edge on everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just get a new ride. Just get a fresh ride or something. You know, take a trip somewhere nice. Oh, I'll tell you what you do if you win the money. Here's what you what When you I do. win the money. When you win the money, mm. go to Barcelona in August. You just go to me. Barcelona in August for the big chess tournament they have there. Hey, they got some nice women over there. I may not be messing with the chess. I ain't even you, you will. No, no, no. You go for the chess tournament because the chess tournament is off the hook. You can go hang out on the boardwalk later. Ain't that what Salma Hayek from? Salma Hayek? I don't, is she? No. I don't think so. No. Hayek is in Arabic. Yeah, I think she's she sure? like, Yeah. Yeah. She's like, it's really. See, I get her and Penelope Cruz mixed up. Okay, yeah, yeah. Penelope Cruz, I think she's Colombian. I'm not sure about that. She's Mexican, maybe Mexican or Colombian. Mexican? Selma Hayek is Mexican. Okay. Selma Hayek, Mexican? Yep. And our homeboy down in Mexico right now. Hmm. Barcelona's in Spain, right? Yep. Yes. Yes. That Okay, so let me tell you, that that's like the, the dopest city in the world. You have to go to Barcelona. Okay, take my word for it. You're going to have a good time. And they have a sick... They have the sick chess tournament. Open Sans is called Sans in August. Mm-hmm. And then it's going at the same time as the big poker tournament is going on. So if you want to go play a little poker tournament at night, you can do that too. For your preparation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Derek, you hear that? Yeah. So we got to win a Chicago in the world, go to Barcelona. I know. I might go. I might go. This time with Lawrence. What's the ticket to Barcelona? About a about thousand fifty. Nothing. What? No, you can go on Skyscanner. You could probably pick up a ticket for like, well, a one-way ticket. You might even get one for three, four hundred. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you can probably got to get to New York first. I'm, I mean, so get your cheap fare to New York and then fly out of there. Okay. Hang out in New York for a little bit and then fly out of New York. That sounds like a plan right there, Derek. It's a great plan. Trust me, you'll have a great time. Well, and it's cheap. Pretty- Once you're over there, it's cheap, too. I mean, cheaper than, the, than where you're living. Yeah, cheaper than America. You might have to mess with that, man. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. And then if you have, have, have a good tournament and you can stay there, they got one tournament after another over there. Don't let me go over there and fall in love. It's over. Yeah, you'll fall. You might fall in love. And yeah, ain't coming back. There go the rating points. <laughs> That's, when Matt, when Magnus was was losing shaving points, I was thinking he was definitely getting some. Oh, he was. That's when he had that girl. He was he was getting. Some. Oh, he was. You see, he was getting hella late. Oh yeah, but he was still beating Nakamura though. Nakamura. Well, yeah. Nakamura. Well, the main said I said his name wrong. Nakamura. Yeah. Nakamura is the second best speed chess player in the world, right? I don't know. Yeah. 
I suppose so. I mean, he wins the damn chess.com thing every time, doesn't he? Hey, Jeremy, when, when Mag- threw that ball at uh, Knockmore. What? At the Nationals. Who? Oh. That kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> someone yeah. got mad. Someone got mad at Hikaru. No, I think he took his ball. He took the little boy ball. He threw it at him in a minute. Oh, shit. What was that, the high school Nationals? Yeah, it was like 0, 02, 01. Mm. Nightmare was only like 13 when that happened. Maybe, maybe somebody would do something at you during the chess game. You lying? No, but his father, Sunil, threw the water against the wall after I bust his ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very funny. Okay, back in the day, you know, I was poor and everything. I have to admit, I did offer Sunil $100 to throw the game because I needed the prize money. Right. And then he didn't, he said no. Of course, he said no. And I, I had black pieces, and I sacked two rooks on him and crushed him. And I got the money anyway. I was like, so happy. And he shit. took the wall. He took the water, and he threw it against the wall. He was so mad. Mm. That was rough. <laughs> that, that was never, rough. Like, that was rough. Down and call somebody a bitch. Like, take that bitch. In, uh, in the park. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. I never did it in the tournament. I have, I have one funny comic moment. When the lights went out at the Liberty, I was playing Dmitry Gorovich, and we were in a time scramble, and I was a young, you know, punk, mm-hmm. and the light, the lights went out in the, the in in the, in the hall. So for a second, I thought I'd go behind the clock and flag him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because we were in a scramble. I said, let me flag this month. When the lights turn on, he's gonna, when the lights turn on, he, I'm going to say, you're down. <laughs> he would have flipped out because he gets mad. He does get mad. Tell him what he did at the Chicago Open, Joe. Huh? Tell him what he did at the Chicago Open. Well, who did? Ain't that garbage? <laughs> what did he do? In the speed tournament? No, he lost to Jones. And what happened? Oh, he told him that. <laughs> to delete the footage. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Ain't nobody oh, real? <laughs> real? No, he's nasty. He could be nasty. Because we were in the scramble, and, like, I offered him a draw in the scramble, and he, he, he got furious at me. Like, he looked at me like I was crazy. And, well, I went on to lose that game. It was a little sad. I should have turned his clock. Get down, dummy. <laughs> he called you a dummy no I would have called him a dummy <laughs> <clears throat> oh lord I mean these scrambles are a nightmare uh, do you have time to I have, okay this is my big problem time trouble this was my night, my nightmare issue I was slamming meeting three on Shabalov and called me down it was horrible I mean it's happened to me my whole chess career it was like the worst man. I don't know. Do you have it problem? I tell the truth, I ain't never lost a game on time in my life. Oh man. That's my I, problem. I don't take enough time. Just don't tell it. I was like Grishuk with the time trouble. Like <laughs> worse like worse. Like worse, man. I I'd be down. I'd be like, we're fifteen moves into the game. I got like twenty minutes on the clock left. You Terrible. Know. I'm going to say this, this may be wrong, but like me coming playing up from John. <laughs> yeah. I remember John oh, you play quick? I remember yeah. you saying this. I ain't going to take all that time. 
this shit either gonna go one way. Either I'm gonna win or lose. Right. I know. I'm sitting there like an idiot trying to <laughs> trying to make trying to make you know a masterpiece, a beautiful masterpiece, instead of trying to win the games. I was always obsessed with beauty on the board. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this you know as beautiful as possible. I'm I'm trying to see deep. And problem now, I look at all those old games, and I'm like, "Oh, this line really didn't work." And I calculated this, and this didn't work either. Occasionally, you string it together, and then you end up with a real nice game. Wow. Uh, let me see, Kalkstein. I think I have a nice, a couple of nice. You know, Kalkstein. First name, Ale- Alexander, Alexander Kalkstein. We had he's he's an IM. I think he was twenty five hundred when we used to play a lot, and I had his num. I had his number. Sometimes you just have their number. You know, it's it's a styles thing, right? I don't understand it. Some you know, it's just styles. It's just styles. Somebody just plays perfectly for you, right? You know, and you just have their number. Same rating, but you own them. Right. So, you know. let me ask you another question. Who is some of, like, the meanest, personality-wise, stubbornest grandmasters you've met? Mean and stubborn. Shit, all of them. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty some of them. <laughs> Who's the meanest, most stubborn one? They Well, I didn't meet him, but they said Ryshevsky was a jerk. Mean and stubborn. But um, Yasser could tell you a little more about that. Um, do he smoke? Smoke weed? Yes. Well, I mean, he was in the Netherlands for a while, <laughs> wasn't he? I mean, it's kind of, I don't know, probably not. You sure? But he, talk, but he talks like he's stoned. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> you listen, you listen. You get his mob Everybody, everybody loves Yasser, but man, it's like this guy just had, you know, about a pound and a half of heroin and he's just kicking it, you know, in the, uh, or like in the opium den, just kicking it. Oh, yeah, he's very relaxed. Yeah, he got very me, relaxed. Yeah. He's so calm. He's like, I swear, <clears throat> when I want to go to sleep, if I can't sleep, I just listen to Yasser for about fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Puts me into a straight coma. Crazy. Yeah, but he's awesome. You know, I think he was the best. He was the best uh, American player, right? Ever. I mean, besides besides Fisher, right? <clears throat> Yeah, I guess it's Fisher, and then it's uh, well nowadays the modern guys, right? We got we got the kids now, but like from the classical dudes, from the old school dudes, mm-hmm. he was the best. Is Boris Goko still around? If I'm pronouncing his name, Uh I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he did to me? No, dude, I'm playing in the under eighteen hundred section, right? And like, or maybe it was under 1,600. One of those two, I was a kid. I, I think I was 15, whatever. And um, I got, I got, was 4-0. And, oh, and I played this dude, whatever. And then I get paired with this guy, Valerie France. I'll never forget. And I'm, I'm, my, I love my position, okay? All of a sudden, this bald motherfucker comes over to my board, Grandmaster Boris Golko. And proceeds to start talking to my opponent in Russian at the board. At the board.
Yo, what's up? Yeah, go ahead. Finish about the boards. Oh, go, yeah, go. yeah, yeah. So he's he's talking in my game. Mm-hmm. And they like, I'm a kid, right? I'm a kid. I'm just sit back in my chair and I'm looking like, looked at my opponents and what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I I, I, I I got up. I ran off to the tournament director and, you know, I said what happened and they didn't do anything. I came back to the game. I was so flustered and pissed mm-hmm. off. Like I made like, I guess nine triple question mark moves in a row and lost. But he started playing a lot of good moves after that. He told him what to do in my game. And, we're playing, and, and back then, New York Opens paid a lot. It was like 10000 for first or something. And I, was, and I ended up like six and a half out of eight. And I got a grand. But that was that pissed me off. It was horrible. Laura Skolko. No, he, 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 he was, I think he beat Kasparov and stuff. He, he was a monster. What's the guy's name again? Boris Golko. Boris Golko. They cheated. Oh, they cheated, yeah. That's the first time. Fedorowicz always told me you got to watch out for those Russians because they cheat, like, all the time. And I was like, never, ha- I never saw any of it until it happened to me. Our Russians don't cheat. They kind of cool over here. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you know Do you know Dmitry Oberkov that plays backgammon? No. I thought he was like a world class backgammon player, Joe. Dmitry who? Yes. Arbakov? Oberkov. Oberkov. Nah, I never heard of him. But I know the top, the top backgammon players. Um, you know, the the, the best guy's name is Falafel. You said a waffle. Falafel. Falafel. Oh. <laughs> Falafel. Falafel was a, a guy who came from Buffalo, and he, he, he used to play for 25 cents in Washington Square Park, 25 cents a point. And he went on to become number one in the world. Number one, the number one. And my other brother, uh, you know, we're like, he's my brother. We have, we have some issues sometimes, but he's my blood brother. And <laughs> he's, he was in top 20 in the world, too. Yeah, I know yeah. Gus, Hansen. Gus Hansen is pretty good, too. Who? Gus Hansen. Gus? Gus was yeah. considered to be the best. Gus was considered to be the, the most naturally gifted. He 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 flim-flams around with the BG now. He doesn't really... He went into the poker realm. Right. And he was, like, top, top, top tournament player. And then he has some problems in the cash games. But he, 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 he went up against the titans of, of cash game poker and kind of got, you know, cleaned out a bit. But, but if he just went one tier down, he could probably, you know, clean, get all his money back if he, if he really want, was willing to do that. Right. Mm. Mm. You know, these hustlers, they got a lot of skills. You know, if you look at falafel, <laughs> he's kind of, you wouldn't imagine, but this guy could play some basketball. You see these guys? You know Gerald Times? Yeah, yeah. Gerald Times can play some ball. <laughs> Gerald Times can play some ball. Yeah, you don't know that guy. That guy's nasty on the on 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 the basketball court. Wow, I never knew. Yeah, he used to play at St. John's. Yup. Yeah, you oh, don't he know. College ball. I don't know if he played on an official team, but he used to play. I, I I don't know I don't know the answer but believe me he's lightning quick lightning quick he's my brother he's another brother he used to whoop my ass 
he used to laugh. He used to laugh so hard at me. Oh boy, it was terrible. So are you familiar with the Black Bear Chef Club? Yeah, yeah. You did you know that I played in the African American Speed Chess Championship? Well, they you, let, you a brother though. They let me play. They let me play. <laughs> <laughs> they let me play. No, it was very funny. We had a big tournament in Brooklyn, and uh, I, I almost won the thing. And Clayton, uh, the late Clayton George, he said. He said, damn, Elon, it's a good thing you didn't win this tournament. Would have been a sad day for the brothers. That's what he said. <laughs> and what? Yeah. Oh, who, who ended up winning? It, Stephen Muhammad and Maurice tied for first, and I got I got the you know, first and second. I got third. Okay. Yeah. What yeah, happened I, to Stephen Muhammad, too? Yeah, I had to beat Muhammad in the last round so that so that he split with Maurice. Maurice was like bugging out on the side. It was pretty funny. Now I'm glad you brought this up because a mm. lot of, for some reason, a lot of people doubt Maurice asking the talent. How good was he really? Mm, very good. <laughs> very good. But I mean, You're, you heard he, very good. I mean, he made 2,500 feet A. He was 2,500 feet A, 2,600 plus USCF. So what, what, what more needs to be said? He wasn't going to be an elite elite, but he could beat anybody on any, any given day. Anybody on him. He was very, very good. I mean, he played, played, I played speed with him. He's very, very good. An excellent player. But I mean, he's not ultra elite or anything, but he's, but he's strong. Certainly one of the strongest. What about your boy? Your boy Josh Wakens. Yeah, Wakens split. Wakens split. He he got it. He got out the game. <laughs> um. Yeah, he couldn't. He, for some reason, he couldn't get that damn title. I think it frustrated him. It, you know, frustrated him because you know, you, when you get that much attention, it does take your your mind off the thing. You get your ego gets in the way. He was getting so much attention, right. so much money and attention. And his father, you know, wrote, wrote all the books. And sir, we thought, uh, you know, he was going to become a grandmaster. But then he, he couldn't do it. In fact, he never really had a monster tournament in any of these closed events. They were kind of, they were kind of like, they were kind of dusting him up a bit. But, but I mean, he was very strong too. He, I mean, he was, you know, he just didn't have what it, I, I don't know. It's hard to say because the way he went into to Tai Chi... Um, you know, I wonder if he put more energy. I don't know if you ask him if he put more energy into Tai Chi or chess. I wonder what he would say. That's great because he became world champion or something in push hands Tai Chi, didn't he? You know what? I, I, yeah, nah, he is pretty, he's a badass, he's a badass kid. And I don't know if you remember this, but I was highly upset at USF mm. doing this. I don't know mm. if you remember. Remember, we went to the Nationals and they had Screech from Saved yeah. by the Bell there. Why they do that? Then, like a couple months later, he got caught with making a sex tape and all of this stuff. Why they do the kids mm. like that? Screech playing chess, mm. man. I mean, he was a chess enthusiast. So, I mean, you know, USCF. For one month. For one month. No, like he has a USCF rating. Look up Dustin Diamond. Dustin Diamond. Dustin Diamond. 
I'm just um, saying, I feel like he, like yeah. he likes chess. That yeah, squeeze, squeeze like chess. Squeeze like it, you know. Man, I think he was just running some uh, a scam I mean, or a hustle, man. If you're running a scam and a hustle and you're a celebrity, a celebrity and you go to chess, you the worst scam and hustler I know. <laughs> I mean, he mm. was fucked up. <laughs> I mean, he was a Z-list celebrity. What I'm saying That's, is, you know even I'm as saying? a Z-list celebrity, you're not getting no money for him. You're not getting no appearance fee from the USCF, like... If you Sweet. are, it's not much. <laughs> you call him a Z level? Come on. He's <laughs> on TV every day. He's one of the most popular people on TV. He probably still get money off the yeah. bonds. Yeah, he, he's getting checks in the mail. Yeah, he good, he good yeah. for life. Come on, man. Yeah, That's... he's set. He didn't never have to worry. Imagine if you got money off your chest. Oh, games boy, like that'd that. be nice. You know, they in Iceland they get salaries. You know, these people. There's people in the world they actually get salaries for playing. In Bundesliga too, they get salaries. Now I didn't know that, but when I met Tiger mm-hmm. Strozier, right, right, when I was at Chicago, he was saying that the government gives them mm-hmm. like money, and that's why they play so high to keep their ratings up high and all that other yep. stuff. Yep, because they probably don't want to lose Not that even- check. Not in the no, U.S. we don't get it here. Yeah, it's nothing for U.S. Unless you're elite and then Sinkfield take care of you. You know, he bought brownstones yeah. on the block where the club is so that the chess players can stay there during the tournaments? Yeah. No, he I didn't that know that. What? He bought brownstones up the block. Is that like up a the block. complex or something? Yeah, it's like a, a little beautiful house, man. He got houses on the street where the chess club is, and he puts the players there when they come to play the closed events. Wow. Yeah. No, that's that's love. love. Yeah, I mean, he's unlimited, so he could just be like, oh, I want that house. I'll take that one. Yeah. No, that's that's really sweet. I can't... It hasn't been anybody who did stuff like that. There was a guy, Daniel Rose... Who's philanthropist to put up all kinds of money for the Harlem Chess Zone? That uh, that's where Maurice and Gerald worked. Yeah, right. And other people like Charu <coughs> and other cats from uptown. Charu, you know Charu? Oh, Charu. I thought yeah, Charu. No, no, Charu is Charu. I don't know how he likes it pronounced, but um, yeah. He's about what is he? Yeah, he he's been on the scene since he's a kid too. Yeah, he's like almost master. I think he's like twenty one eighty or something. Yeah, yeah. He he was some expert, strong expert, I guess, when he was when he went at his peak. Yeah, that hard Knicks. Oh God, forget man. about him. He does a yes. Lead blue. Yeah, I've never seen anybody like like him. <laughs> with with the new with the New York sports teams, he's just yeah he gets too, he gets carried away. I'm like they're all scrubs. Why aren't you? They're scrubs. Come on. That's what Manhead was just talking about the '90s mix. Yeah, well, that was a long time ago, and they didn't <laughs> get and 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 Ewing didn't get his ring, so it was pretty sad. You know, it was always devastating. Unfortunately, we had just had to deal with this this stupid Jordan and and the damn Reggie Miller. Don't forget about the Pistons. Oh, 
and Don't Thomas. Don't forget about the And Pistons. Thomas, and Thomas, too. <laughs> okay. And Thomas, too, unfortunately. So we had to suffer unto these superior basketball teams, unfortunately. But, I mean, to, to be um, honest about it, y'all do got the best shot in NBA history. That Which shot that Chris Childs took at Kobe. Oh, <laughs> That's like the greatest shot in NBA history. Like, mm. Mm. I'm gonna have to look at the video on that. Are you remember? No, nah, I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember. Wow. I gotta see it. I gotta see it. I'll, I'll put it on. And that's what Kobe started doing the boxing. Oh wow! Right. Oh, okay. he got knocked out. Man. I mean, no, y'all I got Rucker seen. Park though. Rucker Park. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> you asked me what's Rucker Park. Skip to my loo, Harlem Street Ball. Oh Legends. wow. Nah, I haven't hung out there. Most of the players I saw were mm, down by Washington Square Park at West Fourth Street. These we talking about basketball. Oh bass, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you talking? Yeah, basketball. Okay. I was like, you don't know where the park is? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Yeah, not chess. Yeah, basketball. Yeah. What's the baddest fight you ever saw on the chess scene, outside the chess scene? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. We, will, we had some... Besides yeah, the guy dude, who hit people talk? with clocks. Um, <laughs> we, yeah, and the uh, baddest fights. You know there weren't that many. I mean, there was a couple of hustlers. I'd rather not talk about it. Actually, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Right. <laughs> but there was a couple of a couple of guys, one chess hustler and one dude who was in Vietnam, and uh, and and uh, the body slam was involved. Oh wow! Yeah, it wasn't good. But that it happens. Now, let me ask you a question. After you get body slammed, mm-hmm. do you get up and walk away, or you keep? On I think he played. I think he played dead. I think what you should do is you just play dead. Yeah. <laughs> just like, okay, just be knocked out and just, you know, roll, <laughs> you know, roll off later. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yes, getting body slammed on the concrete is unpleasant. Yeah. So. I got put in a Ford Nelson by a Marine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Jonah <laughs> had a couple of fights up mm. here in Detroit on the really? Scene, really? A couple of them. Yeah, he bought three and one. <laughs> three and one, that's not bad. Yeah. He you gotta be scrappy out there. You gotta be, you know. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he What'd you do? Why yeah, why why the Marine one. get mad at you? Tell him, Joe. I mean, I don't I don't even remember the oh, whole story, one. but Y'all was up there betting you. No, no, straight. no. This, oh. is, this is Lamar I'm talking about. Lamar. Was, me and Lamar never bet it. I forgot what it was over, but he ended up putting me in the pool. You put, on a, you put on a Lamel Mack show on him and he went nuts? Probably so. As a teenager, okay. I had a mouth. Like, I was, oh, I was, yeah. I was a big shit talker. And I learned, I, and they used to get mad at me and I used to tell them, I learned this from y'all. Right. Yeah, tell them about what you were fat. That was just a guy mm. wouldn't pay me. Like, yeah, that happens. <laughs> and they just go for what you know, right? 
And then we had Ted. Can't never oh, forget about man. Ted. Oh, man. Don't even bring him up. Ted was the first person I ever saw get chased from the chess park. Mm. Like, I'm getting off the bus going to play chess, and I hear four dudes like, hey, young fella, grab that dude. And when I look, it's Ted. <laughs> they didn't chase Ted to our plaza. And what happened was, Ted, and Ted's standing in the lineup right now. He's still playing chess. Ted was a chess player that if he knew he was stronger than you, he wouldn't bring no money, right? Wow. Because he all he was wow. always winning. But this one day he lost and he was betting yep. on ass. So what he did to get a head start on the guy is he knew mm-hmm. he didn't have no money. So he picked the pieces and the clock and threw it in the guy's face wow. and kept running. Spared him about five, ten seconds. He made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Talk about prophylaxis. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a deep, he's, a deep, he's a deep thinker. That was deep. That was deep. Yep. He just show up and be like, "Oh, got no money. I'm just gonna be up out of here." I, I guess he was fast. Him, him throwing the clock in the pieces bought him like an extra five. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? No, it's really Man, strong. If you could imagine this, Ted was about 6'3", right? Mm-hmm. And he wore church clothes all the time with a top hat and some dress shoes. So he was running out of the Hurt Plaza with the dress shoes on. <laughs> he dressed like the Exactly. Long I love it. I love it. I love that you wake up in the morning, you get the bright idea, you're going to throw some pieces in someone's face and run. <laughs> Boof. Oh yeah, D- Detroit got a uh, whole bunch of chess houses. Mm. Roscoe, we call him mm-hmm. Tiemsko. You know, he like probably the best chess hustler in uh-huh. Detroit. Does he pay? You know, uh, he goes to travel. He went down to mm-hmm. the Derby, won money, all that other. He can't. But does he pay when he lose? Yeah, he pay. Okay. Yeah, but the thing is, if he know he can't beat you, he's not right. going to play you. So he got that undefeated record. But one time he was down at we mm. had the festival and a, a woman Fide Master from Canada mm-hmm. came over. And he was mm. playing everybody. And she asked him, Did you have a Kronos clock? Mm-hmm. His dumb ass said, Yeah. She took him yep. to the cleaners. You gotta so- take him out. Sometimes you gotta get hustled out there. It happens. You can't just play. All the suckers, right? You got you got to play some good players occasionally, right? I mean, to get better. But if if he's but just he's trying not to make trying money, to get better. he's right. just trying to make money. We have Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea uh, is the same kind of way. He he would only play fish. Only play fish. Yeah. What's funny is uh, in the last po- podcast you brought up Alex Stamnov. Remember? Yeah, Stamnov. Yep. It was funny. He came here once. Hmm. Yep. And it was Emmett hilarious Joe. because he like he just randomly asked you, you wanna play? And I'm like I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay. And I was two thousand at the time. I was like seventeen years old. Mm. I think he tried to spot me like five to one or something. Uh-huh. So he like, just said it he just did he just did that. He just said, I'll give you five one. Yeah, he like I was like, right. I know. So, so I'm s- like, okay, like the only person that will offer me that in Michigan was like fine gold maybe at the time. Right, <laughs> right, right. So I'm like, okay, so we playing for like, I think we was playing for 20s or something. I didn't mm-hmm. have no money. I had to ask my coach. My coach was like, you good, go ahead, you know. So I think I beat him like maybe $120 or something like that. 
Mm-hmm. So it was funny. He's playing in the tournament here, and I'm on like board five or something. And I'm playing against like a, I think I was playing against like a 1,500 player or whatever. And he mm-hmm. walks up to me, and he he sees me sitting down. He looks at the parents, and he says, "Good luck against that expert." And I was, <laughs> I just start laughing like, <laughs> like, like I'm the expert, like. <laughs> But I just started wow. laughing, like, like sucker. Yeah, what but. a sucker! Why does he do that? I mean, I don't know. It's the ego. It's the ego. Yeah. You know, it's, you gotta have a nice ego not to, you know, to accept odds too, right? You just, I mean, you just don't have any. It's okay. Yeah, when it comes to the money. You just, it's, you know, you be humble, take the odds. It's nice. And. It- and what if I remember, think about, I think uh, I, I told right. him, like, let's play for five. And he said, no, that's not enough or something like that. Right. You, yeah. you tried to take mercy on him. Right. And then hmm. he says 20 a game, and I'm I'm 17. I don't have any money. I'm like, okay. Like, I have to ask my coach, like, you got me? He's like, yeah, I got you. Right. Yeah. Definitely. You got to do that. Hey, and tell Canty hey. that he's got to play with Petrosian. 1-1, up a piece. I don't even want to talk you can about do it. that, man. Gadsden, you can do it. And you'll do it. Oh, I'll play. You, you do it then. Yeah, I'm retarded. <laughs> you know, so like, I, I'd have took your chance on it. If you're fast, are your hand speed fast? Yeah, I'm pretty fast. Because that's the thing. Sometimes you meet these characters that just lightning. So that's what that's what it is. But like I said last time, he a bit pudgy. <laughs> Yeah, anybody anybody <laughs> offer me a piece, I'm gonna lose some money, or I'm gonna win some. Right, right, right. One way to you take you take your chance. You take your chance. You know, I just think the hundred dollars a game kind of threw them off. That money, mm-hmm. that money pressure, like you know, you gamble. Some folks can't deal with that money. Oh, pressure, I can't right? deal with it. It gives me a headache. It's sometimes I get. I mean, I deal no. with it anyway because we have to by force. But if it was, you know, I'd ra- much rather live in a utopian society where it's just, uh, you know, laying in the sunshine and eat yogurt all day. See, I, you know what I mean? That that's one thing I can't understand because you played at a final table in the world mm-hmm. of poker. I played poker, but not to, not to that level. And I mm-hmm. get nervous that little, you know, three hundred, one hundred fifty dollars tournaments. Mm-hmm. You gotta have nerves of steel to sit at a final table and, and make a tough call or that tough laydown you made with the king half flush. Mm-hmm. Like that, you gotta have nerves to steal. Like that was a good fold. It was, but I wouldn't have made. It. I yeah. lost my money that night. Yeah, it tricked me. I lost some money. the 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 thing is, we have to play. Like it, it isn't that I I don't have anxiety or you know bad nerves. I do have bad nerves and anxiety, but but I have no choice. Like I have to sit there and go through the process and do whatever I can to cool myself down because we have to survive. It's like a lot of these people play games just like whether it's pool or chess, whatever hustle game you have to do, whatever it is, it's just about survival at some level. Because I felt if it honestly, if, if it wasn't for needing the money, I probably would never have played. I don't love the game that much. I mean, it's a good game. I I, I had passion for the game, but it wasn't it wasn't overwhelming. <coughs> right. But I did need the money though. So you have to deal with the, the pressure. And just, you know, suck it up and play. I couldn't imagine. Not at that level. Yes. It is It is hard with all those animals trying to 
trying to knock you out all all day, every day. That's what I'm doing with my money. When I went to Chicago Open, man, I'm, I'm investing in folks. Oh, yeah? Well, let me know. Well, I'm happy when to is coach the word you. I'm happy folks. to coach you, man. Yeah, for real. <laughs> no, if you want to play cards. But get him. Coach me. Because I already I'll play. I'll coach you, yeah. I'll, I'll Definitely, definitely. I have... I had some students. I had some students that made money. I'm going yeah. to take you up on it off because this chess stuff, I'm just doing it for the love. Like it's said, true. Chess is a love lit. game. That's the difference. We do it all night for free. It's a love game. Yes, it's yes, a love yes, game. Yes, yes. It's totally different. Poker doesn't make any sense if there's no money involved. It doesn't. No. When is the word Start soon. coming up? Start soon. July? I'm training right now. On the Detroit Chess Killer podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trusting when is it? Man? Um, it's starting at the end of the month. Yeah, now, man. Oh, now, shit. do you play in those Venetian tournaments <clears throat> to get ready? I play in a couple of warm ups, like downtown small tournaments. I actually prefer the small tournaments. Like they have a Friday night uh, horse tournament at the Orleans. I like to play. Those are non pressure events where I just get to play cars and enjoy sitting with some of my old friends and hooligans who run around Vegas for years and and I like that. I like I do enjoy that. It's kind of fun. Nah. But the real high pressure situations, um yeah, I'll warm up at some of the smaller events that got like two hundred dollar tournament, three hundred dollar tournament. And there's a lot of series throughout like all of Vegas has many, many buy-ins to choose from. You can play a $100 tournament with good prize money. They have like a $50,000 guarantee for 200 So there's some shit and there's shit for everybody out there. Yeah. Like I'm only familiar with the Venetian Deep Stack. And I think mm. they have some, some things at the Rio around that time too. Yes, they have the Daily Deep Stack at the Rio for $200. That's what the Daily Was a rebuys and, and the prize money is very good. 40000 40000 for 200 30 depending on the field size. Now, if you got somebody like let's let's forget about poker and everything. You got Mm. somebody like Derek that's never been to Vegas. Mm -hmm. Can you tell him to go to Vegas? Yeah, you need to go. (laughs) You have to go to Vegas. Come on. It will go, 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 go for the tournament, go for the chess tournament at Christmas and hang out, have a good time, stay through New Year in Las Vegas. You'll have a wonderful time. See, I would go to Vegas, but the North American Open just so close to Christmas. Why can't, can't you go? It. If it was another Family? time. Yeah, we just close around Christmas. Oh, that's, okay. that's it. You know, if it was, a, you know, they have something another else, one. You know, Don't they yeah. have another one sometime? I think they have another one. But there's anyway, just hop a plane yeah. and go 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 hang out for a weekend, long weekend or something. Uh, me and plane. Oh no, you got to drive. Me and plane. I mean, I've been on planes. Mm-hmm. I just don't like. You got to drive. The one. Yeah, I like driving. I drove 19 times cross country. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, long, whoa, long, whoa, whoa, many, whoa. many, many, many moons, many moons on the road. Well, I'm gonna get up on this pole. You need man. to. Yeah, try That's it. Try it. I'm, I got. I got to coach a couple of friends of mine. So. Yeah, that that's what I would like to do. I'd like to do that. Like men the master, he he coaches. You know, master win men, men master men. I know what that. Anyway, is. 
yeah, he's a like superstar poker player, and he got a piece. So he coached these guys under the condition that they give him a few percent for the rest of their lives. What's that like a deal? <laughs> I like that deal. And these guys went on to make a lot Damn. of money. Like his students made millions. A lot of his students. So he got paid for being the coach. Yeah. I'm. A- I may have to take you up on that offer. Yeah. Man, got to look for other avenues to make some money. I love chess. I'm probably going to play chess for the rest of my life, but finances, yeah, finances. I would never do a master men thing. I, I'd just be like, give me what you want if you win. That's how I am. You do the right thing. You know? I don't like him. Ever came across this. Let me ask you a question. I know you heard about mm-hmm. Bill Ivey and the yeah. offer he had. What you think about that? Uh, it's a bit delicate, you know. I don't know. Some at some level, I mean, the casino buries so many people. You know what I mean? They bury so many fucking right. morons who come there and just have no idea what they're doing, and it is stealing, constantly stealing. So when they get a taste of their own medicine, it doesn't really bother me. But as far as le- legal legality and the law all that he did I mean I don't really know I don't really know I know he took the he took the casino for a lot of money 30 million a lot he was winning a lot of money in those side games I have no idea how he was doing it he's a smart cookie I'll tell you that I played poker with him many times I'll tell you that guy is awesome He's an awesome poker player. As you feel it, it. it's like he's technically not like a surgeon at the poker table like some mm-hmm. of these other characters from Online Zone. But mm-hmm. you feel that you're sitting in the presence of a genius. There's this power surgeon. He's got this power, like this ominous force of nature. Now you know what I mean? Now who who do you think? Who do you consider a surgeon? Because I consider Sean D as probably like one of the best I've seen. Yeah, yeah. I, it's funny. You read my mind. There's Sanji, Sean D surgical. He's he's surgical. He's uh like more more like classically precise. And then some of these bot guys you never heard of, like uh, some of these German players, uh, Dominic Nietzsche. And, well, Justin Bonomo's done a lot of work with the solvers. It generally, people who do tons of work. Uh, the, 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 the top one that I can think of is named Nick Petrangelo. Nick, Nick Petrangelo <coughs> is a sick, total sicko. Hey, he coaches. He coaches. And he's completely out of his mind. Very sick human. Uh, super precise. Tons and tons and tons of work with the computers. I guess it's like how how Magnus has to play with the computer, how how these guys have to prepare, or like Kasparov used to prepare with the computer. You see how Kasparov was so precise. If you make one mistake in the opening, you're cooked. Right. Yeah. It's just like that, you know. I do a little bit of that kind of work too. I, I got all this this latest software bullshit, and just just to look at it, <laughs> just to look at it, and see what all the animals are doing nowadays. And it is fun. I I, I enjoy uh, checking out these modern methods, you know, compared to how we used to do it back in the day. 
Yeah. Cool. Cool. So if uh, Phil Ivy was a chess player, would he be a, a world champion? Yeah, he'd be up there. He'd be he'd be in the sink field. I mean, not nowadays he's having trouble because everybody improves so much. You understand? Like Phil Ivy was was yeah he was like, uh, uh you know crushing it. But now po- poker's more. Uh, you can really study. I think anybody who's smart can become a very strong poker player now with all of the with all of the material available. You know what I mean? You right. you you do six hours a day of studying with the solvers. Anybody who's smart will have this huge advantage because so many people don't study. You understand? They play by feel. They play by right. feel and emotion. You know what I mean? Right. If everybody was super genius and and really diligent in their studies, I wouldn't be going to the World Series every summer. I'd be trying to. I'd find right. some. You know, looking for some suckers. But I'm not trying to be world class, like you know, world world champion or anything. But um, you encounter these sickos at your tables, you know. And I like I like to play with the stronger player. It is fun. It, it, it's challenging. So the same thing required. Yeah, yeah, chess? it's the same. It's just, it's the same. <clears throat> chess is harder. You know? Chess is harder. I want to put that to bed right now. Chess is infinitely more difficult than poker. You know, people talk about poker being hard. It is not. It is not as hard as chess. Let's just clear that up. Let's just clear that up. Uh, because people get poker and they do like two or three years of hardcore studying, and they 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 they're winning world championships and super high rollers. You got like this, you know, some genius comes along and he takes up poker. That's not happening in the chess world. Forget about it. No, it ain't happening. <laughs> it isn't <laughs> happening in two years or three. You see some guy playing chess for three years. Come on, how good can you get in three? Years? I don't care. I don't care. Two thousand at best. <laughs> Maybe a, 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 you know as an adult, but a kid probably. You take a smart kid like ten years, maybe eight years old or something like that. Yeah, in three years. I don't know what the record is in three years' time. They should do. They should do a study like that. I've never seen it broken down that yep. way. Actually, I mean, you see the ratings, but hmm, maybe there'd be a way to average the like the average amount of time it takes from start to master. Like, what's the average? I guess maybe. Six, seven years? The math. That's my guess. Yeah, probably about seven years. Maybe six years. Maybe less. Maybe less. I don't know. <laughs> Ten to sixteen? Maybe, maybe less. Hey, it's a lot of work. You think 10 to 14? Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, maybe I'm- it could be for kids. For kids, it's probably maybe four years. 10 to 14? Something like that? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I think it is, it is a good question. Right. But okay, we mean like a serious kid with, with like parents that are totally into it, taking them to all the nationals and everything. I wonder. From for adults, for adult, yeah, for adults, it's going to be a lot longer, obviously. For like, kids. The, yeah, from like, yeah. I would I'll say two years. About... What? Hell no. Hell no. I'll start two years? I would say it's possible two, no. three years. 
I'm only saying this because we got like nine, ten, eleven year old masters now. So they couldn't have started too much earlier than six. Mm, yeah, maybe right. Okay, so these kids like learn the moves at five. I think Fabiano was master at nine. Mm-hmm. I don't know when he started. Yeah, okay, so start, for okay. okay, but we're talking about Fabiano. Right. <laughs> so that's Fabiano. That's not a normal human. That's an alien. Oh, oh. You're talking about a normal, oh, a normal person? Yeah, normal I'm saying, kid. I'm yeah. Years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got these genius kids. That's different. Right? Fabiano's super genius. You know? They're solving complex chest problems at fucking seven years old. Right? Yeah, that's... that's uh, yeah. And, and that's that's unusual, too. Like, how many kids actually get that professional coaching, like Hikaru, at that age? Gotta understand, he was with Boy, the best chess coach in America from six, I think. Yeah, that chess coach and stuff, man. You talking, coach, about, man. You talking about Sunil, right? Yes, yeah, Sunil. Yes, yes, you know. And Greg, imagine you have Greg when you're five years, five, six years old. Greg, Greg oh, Kaidanov is another star. I was talking about Shahadi, but if you have Kaidanov, I think Kaidanov coached Shahadi actually. <laughs> I met I met him in Detroit. He told me his lessons is a hundred dollars an hour. And he's so booked up, even if I had the money, he Kaidanov hundred. Yes, I don't know. The best chess coach, and that's the best chess coach I know is Miran Cher. I mean, besides the besides Divaretsky and Yusupov and all those guys, but like in New York, Miran Cher mm-hmm. is a phenomenal chess coach. He does a lot of work. He does a lot of work for you on the side. So you're getting an hourly rate that you're paying him, but he's doing so much work on the side. I What's up? Mm. Job, chess, mm. lessons. chess lessons. Yeah. Yeah. My goal is to make feet. Well, get a coach. Master. That's it. Let I mean, you need time. time. I mean, I'm working on it, but you know, time, and then I'm coaching the kids and stuff myself. So, I'm, that's yeah, my goal. it is tough as an adult. It is tough as an adult to deal with the chess world. And try to improve when you have family, bills, and and you know, relationships. It is really hard. And it does cost. cost. It does cost. Right. Like you said, you could, you can take ten thousand dollars to the world series. Suppose come back a millionaire. I'm gonna go to Chicago and probably spend about five, six, seven, eight hundred. And it's a chance. Perfect yeah. example, right? Joe. Yeah, I'm here, Joe. I went to Chicago for eight dollars, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know what place. place it was, but I know you had twenty eight dollars coming. And that trip cost you a thousand, right? Pretty much, I tied for like four fifth or something. I got a check for twenty eight dollars. <laughs> All that study and all I that know. prep, but that's dreadful. I almost want to go back. I almost said something. Oh like man, it. it's not a game for for broke people. It's tough. It's hard, y'all. Yeah, I was yeah. broke the whole summer. It's hard to get good when you're broke. That's possible. Yeah. You can't play. You can't play. Bro. 
And you know what? Then the sandbag. Let's talk about the sandbag. How many years did you sandbag? Right. Yeah, did either of for you me? sandbag? Because I did for a long time. That's done in my growth. I was trying to get the money. No, I never sandbag. No, I did. I'll say this though. I never sandbag. It's just I didn't have money to go to tournaments. So when I did win, they knew I was strong and I mm. got the one. Mm. That makes sense. Like I couldn't mm. afford. But then when I went to a tournament, they like you stronger than the mm. section you're playing in. Because I was right. broke. So I, I can't call that. Yeah. No, I did it. I got floored by Goichberg, I think. Um He he gotta be like the guy of chess. How he become so damn popular? Well, He's been running that Continental Association forever. You know, he's the only guy doing it. Who else does it? Nobody. Who else does it? We had the, the main man back in the day was Jose Cucci. Cucci used to yeah. run the New York Open, and he got sponsored. Iberia Airlines, probably some other ones. So the tournaments were dope. They had flags, chess boards, wood. It was gorgeous. I mean, he really set it up like a you know, a grand banquet for the Sultan. You know, it was like the Shah of Iran was coming into New York or something. You know what I mean? He, right. he really, he really hooked right. it up, and you know, it was very, you know, very elegant. It was very nice to play. Um, and they had also name plates with it said little GM on the side, GM and a name plate with your with your country, your flag. <coughs> It was really hot, you know. When that when that went away, I think a lot of the passion of the from the New York uh, from well the New York guys and the American grandmasters in general kind of well withered away because the class and style of the whole thing kind of just swept away. Right. You know that's why I say go to Europe to play because once you play over there, you're going to see how they treat you. As a chess player, right? Mm. Yeah, because he got the chess thing on lock. Like you said, he got the mm-hmm. floor. You yeah, he does whatever he wants. Mess your money up. He can do whatever he wants. It's his tournament. I can't believe he's still That's doing great. it. I didn't even know he was still alive, to be honest. Until <laughs> <laughs> That's I can't know this guy. That's who got that guy script search last. Trust me. Right. I suppose who's going to take up the, the gauntlet when he goes? Probably Emmett. Steve Emmett? Oh, he runs all the tournaments in New York. He's, he was like the top TD in New York forever. Him and we had Nick Conticello was, a, was another, you know, excellent TD. So, basically, for me to get floor, I just got to go win on the 2300 section in Chicago. No, come on. You ain't quitting. Because he going to floor me. So I'm just saying, for me to get, like you said, he got the power on the floor, so I just play up, win that section, get my floor, and I'm done. I'm, mm. I'm done. Yep. Right, Joe? You're well, out. No, I got a lo- I got a love for chess, but like you said, just financially. it doesn't really make much sense. I don't know how long chess, like chess teaching is, a, is an excellent way to make an income, but I, I don't know. Uh, how long one can teach chess? I suppose for a long time. Bruce Patton, yeah, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing, but it's a good, you know. Listen, if you can command a hundred dollars an hour, 
that's an excellent, you know, sal- that's an excellent salary if ooh, you can ooh. get if you if you can get that kind of salary like hourly wage, you know, wage, you're doing all right if you can get 20 hours. Yeah, it was a time where Bruce was asking for 200 hours. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And Eric, I was looking at it like he's just a national master. Eric Schiller was getting money too. He wrote like a, a book on everything. Mm. I suppose it's hot with the kids. I don't see that going anywhere. <coughs> I suppose these chess programs are going to be in schools forever now. Because they get hooked like we got hooked. Now, I think that movie helped Bruce out. Yeah. Yeah, he certainly got a chunk of money for that. They didn't do Asa right. You know, Asa Hoffman, you know, I think it was, uh, who played, who played Asa in that movie? Austin Pendleton, I think. Anyway, uh, I don't, Asa got a small amount of money for his part. Vinny Livermore, uh, you know Livermore? You know, Lawrence Fishburne played a character from the park. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, he was already gone when that, when that movie came out, but, uh, but they portrayed him very poorly. Like he wasn't just a chess hustler; he had a master's degree in philosophy. And they didn't oh. talk about that in the movie. Yeah, they made Fishburne, you know, play that role kind of street, and that he was like an intelligent guy on the street. But it wasn't. It wasn't really. Black brother, huh? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't very nice, and wow. I, I didn't. You know, I Vinny was a personal friend, like close friend of mine, and he was extraordinarily intelligent. And they didn't. They didn't do that in the movie. You know, which kind of pissed me off. I was a little upset with with Waitzkin for drawing him up that way. It wasn't yeah, fair. Him an alcoholic, a homeless. Yeah, it wasn't fair at all. Yeah, it wasn't right. It wasn't right. It was totally false. But Asa Hoffman was that the kid that he that he beat? Nah, nah. Asa was the guy in the in in the uh, in the club. It's like I'm gonna made him. He says I'm gonna I've got him. I've got him. I think I've, I've got. I'm gonna win a pawn. I think he said that. He's like the old guy in the chess club. Uh, and then Ben Kingsley, you know, Ben Kingsley says, "Do you want to end up like that guy?" Right. And that's Asa, you know, one of the top players. But that's not how Asa was. Ace, that was another misrepresentation. Asa's all class. Asa, 100% class. Great upbringing. Super bright. Very friendly. He, he wasn't a nervous wreck of the chessboard. He wasn't paranoid or, or uh, you know. Uh, hey, Joe. Yeah, yeah, he was You know, it's not right. No. Someone's got to do a better job of representing the true chess players. Right. You know what I mean? Well, I'll see make that sure movie. Our movie done right, Joe. Yeah, huh? do your movie right. Do your movie right. I'm gonna play Joseph Gadsden. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, all right, guys. I gotta go get some lunch. I think. All right, Yolanda. I appreciate it, man. I'm gonna hit you up about them poker lessons too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of these days, I'll roll through Detroit. All right, thank you, sir. Have a blessed day. All right, you guys. Take care. All right, y'all. Bye-bye.